Welcome everybody to the One to Go Show, presented by Dirt Track Supply from the beautiful Blue Line Brew Studio. We've got Cedar Lake, we've got Montevideo, we've got Shawano, we've got Batesville, we got, I mean, everything going on. Um, uh, did I say Grand Forks too? I can't remember, but um, uh, episode 142, it is Bert Lehman, it is Ryan Ahol. Welcome to the show, boys. I, I tell you what, it's we're doing this show a little bit later, so Puka might fall asleep during the show. We'll try to keep it interesting. Uh, th thanks for uh, thanks for working around my schedule. But a lot of racing, a lot of late model racing, and a lot of really good racing this past weekend, and a little bit of controversy, some fun stuff. You know what? Who, who's our title sponsor here, Puka? Yeah, so you know our friends over at Dirt Track Supply. Uh, we've talked to him all before. I mean, he's been business since like 1975. You know, got all the major brands, you know, Intercom, Integra, uh, you know, Butler, Howe, Burt, Winners, you know, everything you need. Uh, great service. And of course, home of the Aero chassis. And, you know, Ryan, we got some big news uh, involving Dirt Track Supply this week. We do. Well, remember, TPO won the Dome last year, right? And Trevor Anderson, he's an elbows up guy. His home tracks at Casino Speedway. Just a little bit bigger, right, than uh, the gateway, uh, the race down in St. Louis. But after a few years of trying, Trevor Anderson made the list. He will be having the aero chassis number 20 in the modified division down at the Gateway Dirt National. Super excited for that. I tell you what, we, we have two Wissota guys. I think we need a lot more down there. But uh, to get Trevor Anderson down there with TPO, pretty excited for him for that. I know he's pretty pumped up about it. But, uh, guys, there was – so they, they actually put the entries out, right? Or not the entries out. We don't know who entered yet. But they put the registration out. Within 24 hours, 120 late models registered is what I – the numbers that I saw. That is incredible. And uh, there was a little bit of a surprise on that list. Puka. Yeah, we got some locals from up here in northern Minnesota. So, one – being Harry Hansen, we saw that uh, it was kind of all over social media. So, uh, was that, that real? I'm sorry. Was that real? Did well, he really? Do yeah, we're gonna get that in just a second. And then uh, there's a rumor of Zach Waller from up north here. But yes, is it real, Ryan? I mean, it looks real to me. Well, you know, it's cool, right? It's a novelty. Get down there. I mean, if it's real, it's, I'm kind of pumped to see Harry down there. I've known Harry my whole life, but I'm kind of wondering, did somebody? Is it like a prank? Did somebody jump on there? Hey, we're going to register Harry Hansen. He'll never race here. Or was he trying to buy tickets to go watch and then click register the late model? And he ended up, I guess I'm in. I don't really know, right? Because let's, let's face it, not a real big fan of rough tracks as, as you know, we've kind of talked about in the last month, right? He kind of, he didn't start the feature the one night starting front row and rapids. It was a little rough, nothing like gateway. Right. I mean, that place is a plowed field. I mean, as a fan, I love it. It's highly entertaining. But I'm thinking, man, if he wasn't willing to race on the rough track in Rapids and he's going to Gateway, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess uh, hopefully he goes down. But uh, Jungle Boy, Zach Wallers, um, he didn't make that first 120, but he, he actually went on waiting list. They took his money. So it sounds like they might be allowing more cars to enter. I got a question for you, okay? And Bert's probably seen these guys, but you don't know them quite as well as, as we do. But, Puka, would you rather watch Harry Hansen or Zach Wallers at Gateway? Oh, 
the jungle boy will be sparking that wall all the way. He'll probably ride the wall and he won't let off. He'll just keep riding it. Just continue down the front stretch. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. It'd be really cool if, uh, of course, we'd be cheering for both of them. But um, if they do get down there and do get, well, it sounds like Harry is, but, you know, Jungle Boy too, that would be great to see Zach. Um, it'll give us something to root for. That'll be, it'll be cold here by then. Be doing that from the, from the lazy boy. <laughs> Climate controlled, right? Climate controlled down at Gateway. It's a hell of a show. I think uh, I fortunate I went last year to uh, the the final night of the event. It was a great experience to get there, and it's a whole it's a spectacle, right? It's not it's not the I wouldn't say oh man side by side battle. It was exciting, but just the atmosphere, and they've done such a great job with that event. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited. We have people to cheer for in the mods and in the late models this year. So good luck to all of them heading down there. Um, what do we got next, everybody? Well, before we move on, I just want to say one thing. It's uh, good to see the that the late models filled up like that because uh, remember uh, XR uh, scheduled a a race on the same on the same weekend. So you know we were wondering how that would impact the car count at Gateway. Apparently, it won't impact it at all. Not even a little bit. I mean that that you're right, Bert. That's a good take right there incredible the that's promoting right cody Sommer does an amazing job promoting that event he has from day one and it's turned into a true crown jewel event in just a short period of time so good catch on that anything else there guys well that's a, yeah that's races down at Altec, florida who knows maybe they'll get rain or maybe they get frosted out you never know it's, it's getting pretty late in the year there but uh let's move on uh a blast of the past ryan uh brought to you by impact health health Shared. Yeah, it's that time of year, right? Open enrollment right around the corner. Business owners looking to get a better deal on health care. Some are just saying, I'm sick of health care. I don't have it because you're paying too much. Give me a text. Give me a call. I've had a lot of people reach out in the last few weeks. Um, great pricing here, saving people a lot of money. Um, I'd be happy to get you some informa information on that. Um, episode 142. You know, I like this blast to the past, right? Um, there's some great folks that we get to talk about. Either of you have a 142? I do not have a 142. I do not either. Bert, I know you have a 42. <laughs> so I know I, you do. I, I can't say I have nothing this week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We do have a 42. Uh, <laughs> there it is. And um, Mr. Excitement, Terry Casey. And, uh, you know, he's... Uh, well, he's called Mr. Excitement for a reason. He uh, creates some excitement. And, what you know, prob well, <laughs> I mean, pro probably one of the instances that he's most remembered for is down in Florida uh, when uh, I know this is this is the wrong Kid Rocket car. But when he smashed into Kid Rocket as he <laughs> because Kid Rocket spun him out. So, uh, yeah, Terry Casey, Mr. Excitement. <laughs> I tell you, there's a guy that should be going to the dome, right? He was never <laughs> be up on the wheel for sure. Um, there definitely be, might be some fists flying after that, but he was always super fun to watch for sure. Puka. Well, I got you know a local legend here, and Ryan, I'm sure you know who I got, Martin Mackey. Um, you know, guy who left us too soon, but uh, put a lot of laps in that Hibbing Raceway through the years. He did. He ran a late model. He was a Mopar guy there also for a while. You know, big, big guy, but a teddy bear. Um, he actually was a star in football, right? L looked like he had a shot to go to the NFL, hurt his knee. 
Um, wasn't able to go. Very talented, excellent fabricator. He hung out at the Provenzino shop all the time. Um, he built trailers. He, he just was so good at fabricating and uh, been around the racing community for many, many years. I miss Martin Mackey. He was a good dude. And I remember being knee high to a grasshopper. I was just a little guy. Now, keep in mind, Martin Mackey, he was a big man, right? Well, I'm talking, he had to have been 6'5". I mean, he, he was the prototypical offensive left tackle, right? He was a big guy. And my dad wasn't exactly small. He's kind of like me, a little chunky. And I remember he looked at me. He goes, oh, you think you want to race a car, huh? I'm like, yeah. He goes, you got to be able to do this. And he put his arm down underneath my dad's legs. And with one arm, he lifted him right off the ground like that, like he was nothing, like 250 pounds with one arm all the way. I'm like, he goes, if you can't do that, you ain't tough enough to race a car. I'm like, I ain't tough enough to run into you. I can tell you that. Uh, but he was. He's just a great guy to be around. Miss the guy immensely. Any more 42s? That's um, all I, I got. I have one. Um, um, Brad Redant. And uh, the Redant name, I'm sure, sounds familiar to you guys. Uh, Brad Redant uh, raced IMC Modifieds for a while. And uh, Brad Redant is Kyle Redant's dad. Okay. Okay. There you go. Second generation Kyle Redant. Maybe first. Well, he I think he's a third generation, actually. So <laughs> Nice to keep that legacy going. And uh, I do have one more. I got this one from a fan of the show, a good friend of mine, Dino Don Swearingen. Who can you remember him? He ran the 07 car. He goes, Mark Emerson. Mark Emerson made a couple trips up to Labor Day in the 80s. He was a number 42. He ran a late model. from the. Men I'm not sure where he is from. Maybe the Menominee, Roberts, Baldwin, somewhere in that neighborhood. Menominee at the Red Cedar Speedway was his home track. I feel like, and I could be wrong, somebody post in the comments, I feel like either him or his kid came back just a few years ago, got behind the wheel a little bit again. Um, so Mark Emerson, a guy I remember as a kid. So let's jump on to our top five moments, Puka. Absolutely. Top five moments are going to be sponsored by Brad Parsons Egg Solutions. Yeah, I tell you, farmers... And, and so get this, a friend of the, a fan of the show, friend of ours, John Tardy, he's like, I need some, I need some solutions for, he's building food plots, right? He's doing food plots. He's like, give me his number. He called him up. John Tardy ordered some product from Brad Parson today. So that's pretty cool. Now let's get that on a bigger level, right? Let's get that to the farming community with all them acres. I mean, give this guy a call. I mean, he can definitely help you out in a lot of different areas. Profitability is number one. Productivity is number two. He can help you with both. Give Brad a call, and he's got all kinds of different stuff that you can add to your current spray packages, and the prices don't fluctuate. He'll take good care of you. So we, we, we got so much the, racing so much racing this week. We got six moments. Yeah, we do. I, moments, we got <laughs> I, I had to add, we got an honorable mention, right? The honorable mention, and, and one could argue this could be in the top five, but you know, as you guys know, we have a panel of experts that put this together for us, right? So it, we're, it's out of our control, the order here. We're our panel of experts, they give that to us, and they didn't have this in the top five. I'm like, how can that, we, we got to mention it, right? So we're going to put it at six. So the Cedar Lake month of money, the late model portion of that rained out a few weeks back. They rescheduled it for this past Saturday night. Last year, I mentioned, I said, Keep an eye on Nick Panitsky. This dude is flat, out talented. I, 
I never heard of him. He's a transformed asphalt guy. Guys, he absolutely curb stomped him. I mean, he was gone, right? I watched the end of the feature. I jump on my race pass. It says AJ Demo won. I'm like, bullshit. I just got done watching the race. Like, what are you talking about? Well, I, I turned it off before they got down to victory lane. 5,000 to win, guys. Panitsky light at the scales. That's twice. That's twice this year that five thousand dollar to win races. The winner was DQ'd for being light. Of course, Arment was light twice in the same week. Not quite a donkey award because it was only one time being light, not two. But I can tell you, if you would have had my former pit guy Jim McClellan, right, he wouldn't have been light. We would have had enough fuel in the car. And I actually asked Nick. I said, "Was it an issue with the scales or miscalculation?" He goes. We just miscalculated. That's our that's our mistake. He owned it. So tough break. But how about AJ Demo? Bert, you've seen a lot of him. He's an eastern Wisconsin guy. The guy barely races. Barely, right? Jumps in a car, wins. That's just I couldn't do that. Even when I was in my prime, it took me two, three shows to kind of get warmed up a little bit. He just gets in a car and wins races. Is he just a rare talent? Uh, I mean, he's definitely a rare talent, um, you know, and it's not like, you know, he's a one trick pony where he only wins at one track. I mean, he wins all over the place. And to me, it's a little unfortunate. I thought when he went to work for Mars that um, it would expand his racing program or he'd be racing more and it seems like he's actually it you know in the long run it, he ended up racing less you know after he went to work for jimmy myers yeah the well the way it looks right now jimmy's kind of struggling maybe he needs to work more and aj needs to race more i'm just saying right <laughs> <laughs> so you're exactly right it's we're, we're going to talk a little bit about it coming up invite time money's on the line coming up very soon here but uh hats off AJ Demo getting it done. Number five. Wow, what a great show up in Grand Forks NLRA show. And we have what do we call him? An outlaw, I guess. I mean, the guy's never around, but we we got one of the guys is back to the United States, right? <laughs> yeah, so we had all kinds of late model action up there. Friday was a regular show, it wasn't an NLRA point show. They had NLRA point shows Saturday and Sunday. All three nights were incredible. All three nights were great. Now, we're going to start with Friday. Of course, Aaron Turnbull, another another guy like A.J. Demo, the guy, well, a couple of years ago, he ran like three or five shows or something like that, wins the sites. Well, this year, he could cross the border. He come down, and the reason he came down is Devil's Lake had the 5,000 to win Golden Hammer. Well, he went to Grand Forks, excellent racetrack. The best I've seen that track all year because it was kind of wasn't real good. wasn't real good most of the year, but they got it under control now. He drove by Dustin Strand and Shane Edgington, parked it in Victory Lane. Maybe a little bit of a future of what we're going to see at the sites. He's good yeah. there. I'm oh, you, God, those, yeah, those three were, well, everyone is flying because the track was, but those, yeah, those three put a little distance on everybody and uh, fantastic race, you know, uh, yeah, Edgington was there. Strand was there. It was good. That that's just the end of the bull ring, though. That that's the usual, you know, when it's not rough. Right, it is. It's usually a really good racetrack. It really is. They've had a lot of great shows, and of course, World of Outlaws coming there this weekend. Now they had the NLRA shows Saturday and Sunday. 
um, Sunday in Lisbon, they at the Cheyenne Speedway in Lisbon, Mike Reseth won his second straight because that was a good race. But the night before, I tell you what, one of the few, one of the tracks that we don't really hear about very much, we don't really see much of, right? The Devil's Lake Speedway, the Devil's Playground, they had the fourth annual Golden Hammer, $5,000 to win. Excellent race and surface. Guys, they were high, low, middle. It didn't matter. Nolan Olmstead does an amazing job with that racetrack up there, but they're in the middle of nowhere. Like, they get, like, no cars all year long just because of location. But I've talked to several drivers, and they said, the dude knows how to prepare a racetrack. Darn TV. If you jump on the Darn TV, they catch, they get most of the action up at the Devil's Lake Speedway. They got this one. Shane Edgington led that race, right? He he was leading. He broke. I'm not sure what broke, but Mike Gresseth, congratulations, your reigning NLRA champion, his biggest career win, five thousand dollars in his pocket. All right, number four, we're turning over to Bert, Captain of the Creek. Yeah, Captain of the Creek uh, at 141 Speedway, 10,000 win, IMCA Sport Mod show. Um, was actually named Flo's Race of the Week. And so that's quite an honor. I mean, because, you know, compete all the different types of racing that Flo shows. So to be named Race of the Week, that that's a pretty good honor. But, uh, yeah, they had 73 IMCA Sport Mods there. I think they said there are six states represented there. There's a there, there were a couple Minnesota drivers there. And um, uh, actually, it was one of the best races that I've seen this year. Um, uh, you could race low, high, middle. Um, track was uh, had some, you know, it, it was it. You could race all over, and you could run the high side and pass. Uh, but the race was what, and they were racing three wide sometimes. Sometimes they were trying to push it four wide, and uh, it was a good race, but. Uh, uh, Jacob Zellner uh, won the race. Uh, uh, and what was cool about this is, uh, you know, as I'm watching, it's like it's all local guys. You know, you don't have any big hitters from from other areas coming in. I mean, you had drivers from other states, but I mean, you know, you don't have drivers who race sport mods for a living <laughs> coming to race in this race. So, um, you know, so the the finish order was just uh populated with uh all local drivers so jacob zellner won uh dylan uh Waldvogel was second elijah koenig was third Corey kemke was fourth and he started 24th and worked his way up to fourth in 50 laps and then Jake Carpenter was uh, fifth, and he started 17th in the race. So, I mean, you could start deep and, and get to the front. So uh, it was a very, very good race. Uh, I'm glad I was able to watch it. Um, unfortunately, the finish of the Sport Compact feature kind of overshadowed some of the, <laughs> some of the Sport Mod feature. Um, I sent you the video. I don't know if, if both of you watched it, but on the last lap in the sport compact, which is four cylinder cars racing. Um, uh, the leader went in low and the second place car kind of um, nudged them a little bit. And the third place car just didn't want to break at all and just came flying into the corner and pushed the second place car. And then the second place car flipped over the top of the first place car. And, uh, and then it created a huge 
uh, Facebook storm too, because apparently there's been controversy throughout the year with some of these. I don't know the controversy, but uh, posts were deleted off of Facebook and it, it was, it was kind of crazy. But what I don't understand is I didn't really think the first place guy did anything wrong and they black flagged him. And I mean, he, he wound up finishing uh 17th. And so I'm not, because the guy that was running second, they put in 16th and then the first place driver, they put in 17th and then the third place driver, they put in 18th. So I'm not sure how they came up with that, but that's what they came up with. <laughs> well, we got a couple videos here that, you know, that Mason Aaron's videos is going to post. You make the call on this one. I agree, Bert. I looked at that. I'm like, well, the first place guy maybe blocked a little bit, right? But he didn't do anything out of the ordinary to get disqualified. Right. I, I, you make the call, though, fans. You post in the comments what you think. But, you know, some of you are going, ah, it's Ford Compacts. I don't care. It, it was pretty It was pretty <laughs> violent rollover. You might want to take a look at that one if you get a chance. All right. Brian, you want to touch on the street stocks over in Montevideo? Yes, the city. With Soda Street Stock action, again, not disappointing. National point race tightening up, right, between Vogel and Kyle Dykoff. And Kyle Dykoff had the starting position. He was ahead of Vogel both nights. Justin Vogel drove by him both nights to win. And the second night, guys, 17th to first. Yeah. 17th to first. Incredible. Last week, Madison Moss came from big. This week, over at Montevideo, um, Justin Vogel came from deep. These Western Minnesota tracks have been good. I wish Dirt Race Central was there all the time because if you remember last year, Montevideo was so bad that even their locals are like, I ain't going, that place sucks. I'm not going back there. The racing has been really good. Highly impressed with the racing action this week. It was all on uh, Dirt Race Central, but the Wolverine, Justin Vogel, basically telling Kyle Dykoff, the points aren't over yet. I'm still here. I'm still here. Dominating went too. He went on to he drove away. You know. He did. He did. I tell you. He looked really good. motors. Just saying. Just saying. Both of them All right. All right. The fast lane super stocks series came to a conclusion. It did. So Dylan Nelson started off the series with a win right at the Grand Rapids Speedway, just a few blocks from your house, and he concluded it by winning his first ever. Fastlane Superstock Series Championship capped it off last night with a top five finish over at the Helverline Speedway in Proctor, Minnesota. One of them young guns over the last couple of years. This kid's getting faster and faster and faster. Keep an eye on that 25. He could be one of the next big things in Minnesota Superstock Racing. Congratulations. Thanks to all the drivers for supporting it. Dennis McCauley, hell of a job, my man. That is a great, great series. Highly supported by the drivers. That guy does it right. Yes, congratulations again. All right, now we're going to go back to money. Remember, uh, we talked about it last week. 2,000 to win Friday for late models, 3,000 to win Saturday for late models. Uh, decent show on Saturday, but Friday was kind of a barn burner, Ryan. It was. So that's our that's my race of the week, right? And I, the, the committee agreed. The committee said that is our race of the week, right? But our very own Jordan Tollickson coming home victorious. But a, a hell of a race, right? It was a really good race up front between Dave Moss, um, um, Chuck oh. Swenson was in the mix. Both Him and Moss yeah, together. Chad Becker actually led. And then Jordan Tollickson drove by him. Excellent race. And again, just all the classes. Midwest Mod came down to the wire. Super stock race was good. The racing was so good all night long. 
but Jordan Tollickson got first on night one, second on night two. Night one, Becker got second, and he got first on night two. So them guys were up front, but a little bit of controversy, right? Fans, you make the call. Okay, I got a text message. Stevie Wonder texted me, said, I don't think they got this one right. And he's like, I was talking to Ray Charles. He didn't see it that way either, okay? I don't know. You make the call, right? And I got nothing against. I don't got a, a, any skin in the game. But I'm a little over halfway through that race, you know, kind of getting close to I probably about halfway, Mark. Chad Becker was leading. Dave Moss rolls right around the outside of him. Moss, to me, looked like he's going to win that race. He had a pretty good hot rod. He was pretty oh, yeah. fast. Contacts made in turn three and four. Becker goes around. Moss goes to the back. Puka, you watch the race. Right call, wrong call. What do you think? Well, to me, it was a wrong call for sure. I, I mean, yeah, he was driving around on the outside. I don't see how. Uh, uh, I, 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 I don't know. Like I said, I've never drove, but uh, I, I don't know what happened to, to Becker there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like a great crowd. You know, if you, you, know, if you get to Dirt Race Central, watch this thing. Great crowd. Like I said, track is fantastic down there. Looks like a lot of fun and a very passionate announcer. I mean, he was screaming in that microphone. So, um, all around good, you know, a good two-day event down there. Yeah, he he really was. And I'm, I'm going to give a little defense, right, to the corner worker. Because when you're sitting down there in the corner, all you can see is there was contact made, 12 goes around. So, I, I can see how that's a tough call to make if you don't have a lot of laps behind the wheel. But it looked to me like Becker maybe got a little tight. Then he snapped loose a little bit, tailed up in the moss. Bad deal, but needless to say, Jordan Tollickson, hell of a job, man. About time you start beating your brother. He's been whooping your ass, so it's kind of starting to wonder about you. So, what do we got oh, yeah. next week? Yeah, so you got to see that. Uh, throw a comment in there for us on, on what you th- uh, thought happened there with Dave Moss. As a matter of fact, there was an incident earlier where Moss got into with Chuck Swenson, and and I don't know exactly what happened there. Chuck kind of pinched, I don't know, pinched, and and uh, Chuck ended up in the wall. That was, I don't know, maybe 10 laps in. So uh, it was a kind of a pinball night for, for Dave Moss down there. Uh, but, you know, I'll tell you what, talk about a sharp-looking car, though. Dave Moss's car is really sharp-looking. I like that that black and orange uh, combo there. Um, so we'll move on. But like I said, if you can comment, uh, you know, like uh, like the video also, we'd appreciate that. Uh, we'll go to our trackside report brought to you by our friends over at Blue Line Brews. we got a nice, Bert, you want to show them your nice mug? You know, you can go get these mugs too, folks. You know, just go to bluelinebrews.com. I only have great coffee, but great mugs, aren't they, Bert? I'll tell you. And then awesome uh, mugs. Yeah, awesome <laughs> mugs. And then of course we got the K cups. You got your little K cups. Uh, and then of course we got mm, the best smelling brew around. So uh 10% of profits, of course, as always, go back to families where they might have the unfortunate incident of a um, fallen officer or an injured officer. Um, so again, 10% of profits go out. Blue line brews. You know, Instagram, Facebook, all the social media channels, Twitter. So, you know, give them a like. We'd appreciate that, too. Um, and then Save15, Save15. That's the promo code right at BlueLineBrews.com. Type in Save15. You save 15% on your entire order. Um, Ryan, it didn't sound like you did any racing. Bert, obviously, you you have anything to add with your, your you know, your Captain of the Creek comments? Um, no, not on the Captain of the Creek comments. Anything else? Um. No, not not regarding you know, the top top five. Nothing, nothing to report on the track side. Okay, so you yeah, know, I, I, did, yeah. Did you go racing this weekend, Bert? Oh Where'd yeah, yeah. I went to Shano. Yeah, I was at Shano Speedway this weekend. Um, I didn't know we were oh, at that. Was at one forty one? I'm sorry, that's right. 
<laughs> no, I watched I watched that on flow. Well, then I mean I went to Shano on Saturday and uh, um, I had toyed with the idea of going to Mississippi Thunder on Friday, but I had decided earlier in the week not to go. Uh, as it turned out, that uh, that was a good idea uh, because it got canceled. And so on Friday night, then I went to the Packers preseason game at Lambeau. So I just had I just had to get that in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I went to Shano on Saturday night and uh, a couple of things I want to uh, talk over. Um, Connor Walensky in the IMCA modified division. And I, I know Ryan's seen the video of this. I don't know if Puka watched it yet, but uh, uh, leading, leading in points, he was up by six points entering the night. And I would say by far week in week out, he's been the fastest IMCA modified at Shano this year. And um, he started six, I believe, in the feature. And uh, what's the saying? You don't win a race on lap one or you don't win a race on lap two. I mean, he was battling for the lead on at on lap two after starting six, put it three wide and wound up spinning out and collected a couple of cars. Uh, unfortunately, one of the cars he collected was his dad and his dad's uh uh, right side of the car was all bashed in. <laughs> um, but anyway, he, he went to the pits, came back out. So, okay, you know, he's he's still in the race. And then his uh, right front tire goes flat. And um, right in front of the grandstand. So he, he pulls it up to the top side in one and two and then comes to a stop. And then as soon as the caution came out, he started the car back up and he took off the pit lane to change the tire. Well, unfortunately, that was the second caution that he caused, and there's a two-caution rule, so he would have been actually better off. to He would have been lapsed down, but he may have been able to salvage a few more points if he would have just went to pit lane and changed the tire. But anyway, um, all of that said, uh, after coming to the track with a six-point lead, I think he's going to be down by about four or five points uh, with two weeks to go. Who's Jordan Bart, and if she wins, she would become the first female racer to win a modified track championship at Shano. She's won a sport mod championship already at Shano. Um, so she's going for for another championship in a different division. Uh, but then on Sunday, Connor Walensky posted on Facebook and basically said that, you know, I don't know what was up with me last night I was driving with my head in my ass and stuff like that. And so he knew, he knew it, you know, it was, he, he, he took the blame for it. And, um, you know, it's, I guess you, you have to chalk it up as a learning experience. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. So all I can tell that young man, shake it off, come back stronger next week. Keep your head. It, it is what it is. You still got some time to get her done. See if you can go out there, beat that girl. Yeah. And then uh, in the late model division, um, Todd Frank and Gunner Frank battled for much of the first race. So, and they actually wound up finishing one, two in the feature. So that was kind of cool to see, you know, father, son finishing one, two. And then, uh, but there was a big wreck uh, uh, in the race. And unfortunately, Tom Nayart was involved in it. And, um, if you remember, Nayert flipped his car at Shino Speedway. It was probably about a month ago. And this was his first night back out with the car after getting it repaired. 
and it was tore up pretty bad. The entire um, uh, passenger side was was basically ripped off, and uh, um, they actually called a. Uh, um, they couldn't get. Well, I don't even know if they tried to get the car in the trailer, but they called a truck, uh, a flatbed truck, to come pick it up and haul it to to his shop. His shop is only like two miles from the, or not even, probably a mile from the racetrack. Uh, but uh, yeah, unfortunate that uh, you know he was involved in that again. You never want to see that. Uh, Sean Miller's, Sean Miller was also involved. His car was was pretty badly torn up. Again, the passenger side was was basically destroyed and uh, it took two wreckers to get Miller's car off the track and two wreckers to get Mayer's car off the track. So uh, like Puka said, before we started the show, that's one of the downfalls of a fast track is uh, when there's an accident, there's an accident. Yeah. Those big tracks, it never fails. Yeah. When um, you wreck, wreck. And, and Tom Mayer, dude, like, you're no spring chicken. Don't you can't be doing that shit. Just go there, get, get to the front, drive away. Don't be doing that stuff. That's a tough break. He's been doing it a long time. Yeah, I think you see anybody do it, but he, he probably feels it a little bit more mm-hmm. than a five year old. So I, I I'm hoping that this this doesn't end his career. I mean, I mean not injury. I mean nobody was injured in the accident, but I mean you know when you get I mean Tom's in his late sixties and you know. You know, there's things that sometimes make you go, hmm, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. I mean, Tom had a violent flip. This was late in the 1990s. He flipped basically the entire front stretch at Shano Speedway. And um, ever since that, I've interviewed Tom a lot. And uh, he said ever since then, his wife will not go to the races anymore. She does not want go there to watch him race. Ooh. Well, he'll probably stay with it then. <laughs> <laughs> Puka said that. Puka. Uh, <laughs> <everything with it. laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, I was in, yeah, I well, I wanted to go. I've been to Rapids one time. They're like, fair races, ready to go. Rain shows up, rain out. You know, the XR event, I mean, that's kind of a sore spot. But anyway, I've been to Grand Rapids one time this year. Uh, but did make it to Hibbing, pretty good show. Uh, I did not have my kids, so I was able to leave at a reasonable time because I did not have to go in the pits, and that's what I, I got home and watched a little bit of the top list. But um, kind of a – some of you could put in the comments here, it was some questionable calls and a late model feature. I'd say Rick Nemi kind of got the lucky dog a couple times. Um, but, uh, you, know, uh, you, you know, like I said, I, I watched uh, late uh, – well, I didn't really watch the Midwest mods too much, but lates and mods mainly, and then uh, I jumped out of there. But, uh, you didn't you know, watch Tyler Kittner? I was uh, public relations. Public relations, yeah. Donkey Ward to Puka yeah. for not watching our own Tyler Kittner. I, I mean, I did. No, I got about five laps. I got about the last five laps, but most of the race. Public relations. But that was the thing. Very, very short intermission. Ten minutes, and they got right into it. So, um, like I said, you know, pretty good pro- program all in all. A um, couple things from Hibbing. So Johnny Broking made it all like the whole first lap, and then he drove off the end of the racetrack. I'm like, Johnny, what the hell are you doing? It was, you know, they, yeah, it was a little greasy up there. We've had this conversation before, right? If it's a little greasy up there, do what you got to do to get it packed in a little bit. He's like, oh man, I that sucked. He said it was just. We'll chalk that up to like, I'm glad it wasn't invite time. You know, he had a fast car, but he had to go to the back. Jeff Tardy battle up into a he was in a podium spot 
and his whole right rear tire, all the tread came off of it. That's, that's happened a few times with these Hoosiers. Um, so I know drivers have had that happen. I, hopefully maybe they'll do something, but the whole tire separated. So he went from having a podium finish, maybe even a little bit better than that, to backpedal quick, fast, and in a hurry. So hopefully they fix that issue um, coming up to Labor Day. He'd like to see that 67 up front. Um, with that said, um, I didn't go to any races. I watched them all online. You watched, you were at Hibbing, you were at Shano. What should we jump into next? Well, let's do Batesville. Did you watch Batesville, Bert? I mean, I was watching Batesville. So like I said, I was able to get home here. I was, it was nice. Air conditioning, comfort on my bed, laptop, <laughs> perfect. Batesville. I I did watch the feature. and I, I watched it Sunday. Yeah, so the 30th annual Comp Camps Topless Nationals down at Batesville. Track that I love. Like I said, I love the red and white wall. I don't know what it is, but um, they get moving. It's a momentum track. Of course, known to be really hard on tires. Um, so different track, different sanctioning bodies over time, but uh, kind of the same results for, for Superman, huh? Yeah, three straight crown jewels, Bert. Well, not not even just three straight crown jewels. I mean, he's led every lap of the three crown jewels. Um, you know, I mean, we, we saw several years ago Madden won, you know, the three of them, but, you know, he didn't lead every lap. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, well, the, well, the, the run that Superman is on right now. Well, and that's one of the things that's going on. There's, there's, you know, you probably have all seen the social media chatter. Is it getting boring with Superman, you know, winning all these races? Either we have an opinion. I mean, I remember Jeff Gordon was dominating NASCAR and it just, it just made fans hate him, I guess. And it, it kind of riled up the fan base. Um, yeah, I mean, there's going to come a point where, or, you know, we, we may have already reached that point where some fans, you know, they don't like to see the same driver win all the time. So yeah, they start uh, getting uh, antsy and uh, <laughs> some will boo and, uh, you know, and it, you know, I, I understand the way they do the lineups and stuff, but you know, it's just too bad if, uh, you know, he couldn't start back just a little bit further and make him work for it a little bit, at least. I mean, I've, I've been to the World 100 already where, you know, there's been a driver that's just been dominating. And I'm thinking to myself, he's going to win the race. Please let him start back a little bit and make it a little exciting, at least. <laughs> right. It all depends, right? If you're a JD fan, it's not boring at all, right? If, if you're not a JD fan, you're like, this kind of getting old, it's lame, right? But what's intriguing me is can he hit $2 million in earnings in 2022? We talked about Overton, and, and I've heard people say this. When you're on a hot streak, you best enjoy it because it could end like that. Jimmy Owens was the, the hottest Lucas Oil late model guy in the country a couple of years ago, won by like 500 points. Now he's kind of a non-factor. Brandon Overton dominated last year, chasing a million. Not real good this year, right? I mean, he's had his moments. JD, who struggled last year for a while, right? Remember how bad he was, like at Speed Weeks mm -hmm. and stuff? And, and all of a sudden now it's like the guy can't lose. So, Every, you know, these top guys, they have their moment. Will it last? That, that's the question. So we'll see. And and I'm going to – so Mason, I know, was editing this for us. I'm going to jump off here quick because Jeff, and I didn't write these down, Donkey Award to me for not writing this down, but Jeff sent me a little info on J.D. Oh, so, I, are you looking for the numbers? I've got yeah. it. 
I got the numbers. Okay, so according to Goose, fan of the show, he does hibbing math. So we got to we got to get real parentheses by here. But according to Goose, the winnings right now one million six hundred seventy thousand three hundred forty four schmacks, which means three hundred twenty nine thousand six hundred fifty six dollars to go to get to the two million in earnings or winnings prize money this year. And remember, it was either last show or the show before. I took the over on two million. <laughs> I, I took the under. Or is that? Did you take the under too, Ryan? I think I took the over, but I can't remember. I don't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. But let's say this: <laughs> right? we got Portsmouth, right? We got so this weekend we got Port Royal. That's fifty grand okay. to win. Plus, it's I don't know what it is on the prelim night. So you got fifty grand there. You have. I'm sure you'll be at all tech for that deal at the end of the year. That's what 20 and 40. You got the yeah. second part of the dream, the dream rained out, right? So I think he was stacked deep, but if he finds his way to the front, what's that? 120,000, 50 some thousand to win the world, a hundred grand. If he wins in Vegas, a hundred grand to win the dirt track world championship. Um, there's the hillbilly. Knoxville. Yep. Knoxville, the hillbilly. You know, so it's possible. I was talking to Jeff, and and I don't know if these numbers are right. I don't have them in front of me. That's that's my bad. But he said that there's there's over six hundred thousand dollars left. You know that he could win. He could he could not only eclipse two million. He could catapult right be up right by it. So that's got my intrigue in the late model world and the national scene is can he hit two million dollars? He's already probably made more money in a single season than anybody in the history of the sport. But oh, if yeah. for two million, man, that would be incredible. Um Yeah, we got like, the Peach State. That was a new race last year. What was the what was the was it called the sandbox? The one the joiners put on? Yep, King of the Sandbox. King of the Plus Sandbox. There's so there's races left, right? Yeah. I think there's a flow. I mean, there's there's plenty of options. Well, yeah, we got about the flow races. Yeah, there's gonna be some flow racing night in America races. There's like I said, the XR goes to Kokomo. Um, Indiana, uh, yep. 3,040. Oh, and, and they're going to be racing at North. They're putting dirt on North Wilkesboro, correct? Wilkesboro, we got, yeah, and I've got that yep. in here. Let me see the, I don't know if I wrote down the purse on there's that. There's plenty yeah. of opportunity. If, if there's, it would be cool to see. He's got a, if he cracks a $100,000, one of them 100,000 to win races, he's got a real shot. I mean, it'll, it'll be fun to watch. Now, part of me is going, I hope somebody start beating this dude right but the other part of me is like man it's intriguing to see if he can get that far so we'll we'll see well you know everybody's you know all concerned about the droop rule and you know other things that you know he could be doing and stuff you know and inspecting cars one thing they may want to look at and looking a little closer at though is his glasses is there something special about those glasses um, there may be some technology or something. Maybe it's like a Terminator type deal. <laughs> hey, remember, he was off. He wasn't. He was kind of a non-factor. He got them glasses, and he turned into Superman, right? So it's kind of the <laughs> other way. Superman, he puts his Clark Clint, Clark Kent glasses on and wins. So there, there. Maybe he's got traction control, right? Um, if so, Troy Powers, right? Maybe maybe he needs to start working with some local guys, develop a traction control device that goes in the specs. I'm not sure. I'm just saying. Yeah, possibility. All right, we're ready to go on to the hot takes? Yep. All right, let's move on to the hot takes. Brought to you by RayShirts.com. We've talked about them over the last few weeks a little bit. 
Uh, also, as far as you know, if you're a race team, um, and and you you know you don't want you know you don't want to spend five thousand dollars on apparel. You just want to kind of get started. You want to get something for your wife. You want to get something for your girlfriend. You want to get something for both of them. Uh, go to buyrayshirts.com, <laughs> and um, you know, and and if you're looking for designs, you can go to the, just go to their website, and there's all kinds of designs that they've done in past shirts and stuff, so you can get a real good take, a real good feel, and kind of what you're looking for. And like I said, they'll they'll do that small order for you, where you might just want five sweatshirts, five t-shirts, so you can kind of take care of of the family, mom, dad, kids, grandma, grandpa, and that kind of thing. So buyrayshirts.com. That's Jordo. But the first and the second over this weekend. Um, so Jordan Tollison will take care of you. Um, Ryan, Absolutely. you want to go uh, kind of touch base on the update us on the Wazota National Points? Yeah, we, like I said last week, this this is the time of year people start looking at their championship battles, right? And I, I'm not going to get into all the drivers, but there's a couple that stuck out. There's a couple in every class that are kind of in the mix. In the late model division, last week I said Danny Banks having a hell of a year. He got another win at the Hibbing Raceway. And the fourth couple good point nights for Danny Bang, but the smart money is on a former national champion, Chad Becker. Two wins and a second place finish this weekend for the 12. I tell you what, he keeps stacking wins like that. That 12 car is going to be tough to beat. I really think the battle in the late models for the Wissota national title is for second. That's going to be between Bang, Edgington, and um, and Josh Orcheski. Them, them are the three that I believe are going to battle for that second spot. In the modified division, the one TPO, rough night at Greenbush. Not sure what happened. Got a DNF. Um, little conspiracy theory there. I'm not sure. Um, they have a bounty on him, but he has to finish. He was running seventh. I'm just going to assume that he broke. But I had a few people say, oh, he pulled off to not, to not lose the bounty. Eh. Maybe, maybe not. I, I will. I guess you'll have to ask him. But he did win and put on a show again at the Casino Speedway. And Shane Sabraski, no wins for him. Seventh at Ogilvy, second at the Helverline Speedway in Proctor. So top twos is really all that matters, you know, once they get to their top 30. And uh, so TPO had a little bit better weekend there. In the Wasoda Superstock Division, Shane Sabraski. First at Ogilvy, that was a, a fast lane Superstock Series win, his fifth straight clean sweep in the series. Then he went to Proctor, he got fourth. I'll be honest, extremely disappointing. Probably should retire. Um, I don't really know what to say. Fourth place finish, not even on the podium. I, I'm just, I'm let down. I thought he was superhuman. I thought he was unbeatable. Extreme. I mean, it's time to retire. Washed up, completely garbage. He's got to quit. It's over. Shane Sabraski's winning streak is done. He's just got to. He's just got to hang it up. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Um, Dexton Cook, third at Ogilvy, and then he won over at the Granite City Motor Park. So he's trying to keep pace with the seven A. But I tell you what, that's a tough, tough thing to do. Midwest Mod Division, kind of a big lead, right? Jake Smith, huge lead, huge lead. Ain't been real good as of late. Kind of cooling down a sixth and a seventh this weekend. But he's got a big enough lead. Quite honestly, guys, there's not a lot of people running for it in the Midwest Mods. They're just not. Last year's national champion, the nightmare Lucas Rodin, he's running mostly money shows. Guess what? He won the Jeff Car Carpenter Memorial over at the Jamestown Speedway, over $1,500 to win that one. But that's really all he's racing, not chasing points. The closest guy to him? Our guy, 
Tyler Kittner, another win from eighth at the Hibbing Raceway. He's got a pile of them over there. Problem is, he's running two nights a week. He's like, Friday night is cuddle time, right? I don't blame him. And Sunday night, right, is he's like, they just don't pay enough in Proctor for him to drive there from the range. So kind of a, I don't know, it kind of seems like Jake Smith is going to be the guy. Maybe, maybe David Simpson can get himself into the mix. I don't know. A lot of racing left to be had, but somebody's going to have to chase down that 21. In the street stock division, big lead right now. Fairly big lead for Kyle Dykoff. Guys, they take your top 30 shows in Wasoda, right? He has 30, over 30 top two finishes. Over 30. Now, Justin Vogel, the Wolverine, can catch him. It can happen. He drove by him twice this past weekend. Dykov had three seconds this weekend. Vogel had two wins and two 112-point wins, much needed. So both of them still got plenty of racing to be done, but Vogel's going to have to stack together four, five, six more wins without Dykov parking it in victory lane to kind of get right back in the mix. It's going to be super interesting. I think the best battle is going to be in the street stock division if Vogel can keep on winning. All right. Let's move on to the fan question of the week, Ryan. Thoughts? Well, it's invitational season coming up, right? It kind of felt like an invitational at the Fiesta City Speedway. They got a a pair of uh, structural buildings with Soda Late Model Challenge Series races this weekend. The official start, we're going to be talking more about that next weekend, the 50th annual Silver 1000 at the Helverline Speedway. That's a super cool event. Um, that's going to lead off invitational season. But I had, I, guys, I had multiple people message me about the Wissota 100. And everybody wants to bang on Wissota, right? Including me. It's just like a hobby, right? Not much marketing, not much promoting. They just don't have much of a social media presence and all that. But they got the fees out there paid parking the question was what do you think about tracks charging people to park at some of these bigger events and i'm talking not the fan i'm talking the racer so the racer comes in they got to buy a wristband right they got to pay to draw they got their draw fee they got to pay to park they got to pay for four wheelers and stuff like a registration there it's just nickeling and diming. So I'm going to ask you guys first on your end. I, I'll speak on the racer end. What is your thoughts about tracks charging people to park at these bigger events? Um, do they charge a different amount depending where the pit stall is located? Yep. So a, a prime spot you pay more for? Yep. Okay. Um, I, I don't necessarily like it <laughs> I, I like like you said you're you're just nickeling and diming the drivers i mean they, they already have to pay an entry fee that isn't just their pit pass i'm assuming they have to pay an entry fee more than just the pit pass so um yeah it, it seems like whenever tracks want money they they find a way to charge the racers <laughs> Yeah, this just seems ridiculous to me. I mean, Ryan, we remember the era with the Labor Day shootout. Remember, there was no charge for the drivers. Remember back in the day for years? Remember, there was you came to the Labor Day shootout. You didn't pay anything, and you raced for good money for two nights. Uh, and again, I mean, I, 
it was just a few years ago that I realized you paid for your pit pass and then you paid to draw. And now, like I said, then you're paying now to register your golf cart and now you're paying to park. Um, I don't know, maybe next year they got to charge if you were in a race suit. Um, maybe you got to charge them five bucks. Well, well, my buddy Jeff Krause talked about this. They have a podcast, the Viking Speedway does. Um, you'll want to check that one out. It's, I think it's called The Dirt or something. I, I'm sorry, Jeff. I should remember the name of the podcast. I listen to it every week, but they kind of talked about it on there. Now, my thoughts personally is for the premier spots, right? If it's something right up front, if it's a premier location, if they want to charge to park in a premier spot, I'm okay with that, okay? I'm okay with that as an option. Like you want to, re- like the Red Clay Classic in Ashland, that place used to be unbelievably horrible. If you parked in the back and it rained, you couldn't get out. It just, you just were stuck. So they had premier spots you could pay to park. So having that as an option, I'm okay with. Okay, but there absolutely needs to be free parking spots for your lower budget people, right? If somebody comes in and says, I'll just park in back somewhere. I don't need to pay for a good spot. We want to be way in back, away from everything. I don't care. Put me put me anywhere, right? They should not have to brick and pay to park. And I talked to I talked to Rod and he says, Well, we had to rent land from the city and all the okay. So go get a freaking sponsor, right? To offset that cost. Don't start charging the freaking drivers more. That is pure laziness lazy that's what that is it's ass night okay and i'm not banging on rod here because he's only one guy and he can't do it all there's all there's too much to do for just one guy there just is with soda structurally has some issues they need more people doing stuff right he can't do it all but the fact of the matter is Bert said it best you can't nickel and dime them you know charge for this charge for that charge for this charge for that no there has to be options I know drivers that said, I'm out. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going. I'm not. Yeah. Is it 50 bucks? Is it, is it a huge deal? Yeah. You're dang right. It is. So a lot of these racers that are on low budgets, 50 bucks is a big deal, especially when you got to take a week off of work. You got to travel there. You got to pay to get in. You got tires, you got all this stuff. And now it's another 50. It's another 50. It's another 50. That has to go that, that whole, and they're not the only event that does that. Any event that does that shit is just nonsense to me, right? That is just like, it's, it's like none of these dry or people running races were ever a low budget racer before. They don't know what it's like. They, they don't even know who their customer is. Get it together. That has to go. So fan question of the week. I hope that answered it. Well, if they, uh, <laughs> they're charging for it like this, they might, they might not have to rent that land next year. They might not need it for the sales of it. So uh, again, great, great opportunity to, you know, throw some comments on here on your thoughts on, on uh, you know, uh, what, what was what is choosing to do here. Um, and Ryan, finally, on the last hot take here, a little news out of Deer Creek. <laughs> Donkey award alert. All right. If, if you're going to tear somebody down, okay, and I don't, I do have his name right here. If you're going to tear somebody down, have your shit together and make sure your stuff's legal. Right, because if you tear somebody down, one of the things that people do a lot of tracks, I think it's a Wissota thing. They're gonna they're gonna do an overview of your car and make sure the protesting car is legal before they proceed with it. So a gentleman by the name of let me take a look here. 
a gentleman by the name of Scott Bloomquist. Marcus Burns. Okay, I don't know this guy from the man on the moon. Don't know what he looks like. Don't know who he is. Don't know who he races. He tore down Brower at the Deer Creek Speedway. Okay. They went to check his car. His transponder, which is supposed to be mounted on the mid plate, was literally mounted, I don't know, kind of by the number two spark plug. And they said, you're illegal, right? You're disqualified. We're not proceeding with this teardown. Well, guess what? Brower said, tear us down. They're like, we're not doing extra work if we don't have to. They're like, we wanted people to quit bitching, tear us down. They wouldn't proceed with it. So that guy ended up getting DQ'd because his car wasn't legal. It's like, if that ain't a donkey award, I don't know what is. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to who's hot, who's not. Uh, Ryan, before we get into our actual picks of who's not, who's not, your Devin Moran call-out seemed to help just a little, little bit last weekend, huh? I'm just saying, send the check, right? Get Go ahead, look up, uh, look me up on Facebook there, Devin. Send me half the money. Um, I called him out. He won. I, that's just a thing. You know, I, I, I got to be careful not to call out people I don't like because I don't want to, you know, I want to <laughs> make sure that, that I like him. I, and I like Devin. I don't know Devin, but I, I'm a fan of Devin. Um, but, yeah, Devin Morant, parking in Victory Lane, World of Outlaw Late Model Action. That was kind of well, cool. So, and, uh, well, last week, uh, Jimmy Owens was my not hot driver, and he finished sixth in, uh, in, uh, down in Batesville. So, not a win, but uh, six is very good for considering where he was finishing. Well, well I, Jeff, I'm keeping him on the list. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Jeff brought this to my attention. Which one of you two picked Kyle Larson? No, yeah, I. Well, yeah, well, Knoxville. Yeah. yeah, you no, you picked Kyle. Somebody said Kyle Larson was on the not hot list. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, that was me. Yes, yes. Well, I, he had a pretty good weekend this weekend. He won yeah. something. In the, <laughs> in the sprint, he won something in the sprint car, right? And a little of this. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little bit of a. Got to do what you got to do, but yeah, he parked in Victory Lane, so I guess we just have that just effect on people. So let's start with who's hot. Go ahead, Bert. Well, obviously, uh, Superman is the obvious choice as to who's hot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to stick with Jordan Tolleson. We talked about a lot, a lot already tonight, but big win Friday, uh, second place finish, kind of right there on Saturday night. So uh, we're putting him on the hot list. He's going to ride that saddle this weekend to, uh, over to uh, the Challenge Series races. What do you got? And I got, I'm going to go with Justin Vogel. The pressure's on. He's trying to chase down a national title, and he had a huge weekend last week with a pair of wins, one from 17th. That is going to be my favorite point battle to watch is the Wissota Street Stock, so the Wolverine in 10. Who's not, Bert? Um, I'm going to go with uh, – it's only it's only a one-week thing, but I'm going to go with Connor Walensky. Uh, he admitted that uh, he wasn't doing his best driving last week, so I'll go with Connor Walensky for, for not hot. Yeah, like I said, I'm going to go with Jimmy Owens just because, you know, he was up front there for a while. Uh, him and T-Mac were battling hard. Like I said, a lot of momentum, uh, bouncing around in corners one and two. Uh, but then he, he, you know, he faded to six. And like Ryan was saying, he won everything two years ago. And I mean, does he have a? Does he have a? I don't think he has a Lucas win this year, does he? I don't think so. I mean, it's, not sure. no, he might have one, but I'm, I'm not positive. You know, and it, you know, it's it's Labor Day weekend. You know, he remember he went to the Longhorn and he didn't like the Longhorn, so he's back in the rocket and. And because uh, I like Jimmy Owens, I mean, I want to see a win, so I'm, I'm putting him, I'm keeping him on the not hot list. Uh, it's time to get a win, uh, Mr. Owens. Who do you got, Ryan? I, I, 
know Jimmy Mars, right? He's a non five thousand win non factor. I mean, he was just got absolutely lap. yeah, got lap runner. I mean, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if he's focused elsewhere or what. But Jimmy Mars, there's something up with that car. It's just unbelievably terrible. We'll see if he turns that around. Probably will now that I called him out. Terrence Spacek is another one. Beginning of the year, I said, there's a guy right there has a shot to dethrone Shane Sabraski. And then he just cooled down, cooled down so much that he just kind of quit chasing the points altogether. But we'll see what happens come in by time. How about our lock of the week? How about it? Your lock of the week is always Jay Schmidt, isn't it? And of course it is. Jay Schmidt Real Estate, Watertown, South Dakota. 20 plus years in business. Great racing family. Commercial, residential, land, any real estate transactions in the Watertown, South Dakota area. Jay Schmidt Real Estate, your go-to. But, Bert, who's your sure bet this week? Um, I'm going to go with uh, the smooth operator, Bobby Pierce, uh, winning two of three um, at Davenport Speedway. Two and three down at Davenport. That's a pretty good one. All right, I've got the Double One Express at Ogilvy for the Challenge Series race Saturday night. Brian? It's not, it's not a bad pick, but uh, it's the wrong pick. Because um, I'm going to say <laughs> South Dakota legend right now and uh, in his own mind a little bit, right? But uh, brand new daddy, um, Cole ah, Searing, ah. the Structural Buildings Wasota Late Model Challenger. He's point leader. Your reigning Wasota Late Model National Champion. He And fresh off a win, he just won a $1,500 win down in, in Huron in the repairable buildings, tri-state late model action, he will win one of the two between Ogilvy and Granite City at the Challenge Series races this weekend. All right, last lap time. Uh, we just talked about Justin Vogel just a little bit. Of course, he's in Azuli's race engine. Give uh, Frank Zuli a call. He's building winners. He's building durable engines. Uh, Ryan, you got a list of winners? I do. If you can't beat them, join them, right? And the, the proof's in the pudding. Go to their Facebook page, Julie Race Engines, Vogel with a pair of wins. Billy Crest, a great weekend. Tip of the cap to him. Jeff Carp Carpenter Memorial winner over at the Jamestown Speedway. Josh Berg with a pair of wins. Pure stock guy. Comes to Hibbing once in a while, but he wanted Bemidji and in Greenbush. Matt Sparby got it done. Another win over at the home of the Chicken Shack. Dan McNamee over in Greenbush. Jake Knapper, another super stock win. Guys, he should have doubled up at Fiesta City Speedway. Got a little overzealous. Banked the guy for the lead night one, then spun out leading. Came back to second, but, but Knapper's plenty fast. Marcus Hunter in Belgrade, Montana. He got it done in the street stocks. Tucker Peterson in Grand Forks. And Eric Blacklands consider, continues to stack wins with that Zuli race engine. So there's a lot of winners with them Zuli motors. Awesome. So you did, uh, you wanted to shout out Cole Searing a little bit, or is it, did you kind of cover that just in the last section? Well, Cole Searing, yeah, I mean, he couple big races in here on Tri-State races, parked in Victory Lane. He's he's hot, running kind of a limited schedule. He's been good. But uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to Orville Chenoweth. Um, even though they only have four shows, they have something called Orv's Pot of Gold, and uh, they did that a few years back at the 100. I was a finalist, almost won that deal. But uh, they actually drew out, and I think, uh, I think they had the top 15 in points in four classes. They got it down to one in each class, and I think they each got 500. But Logan Redland, Midwest Modified driver, walked out of there with a random drawing, $5,000. So kind of a cool promotional deal for Orv because, quite frankly, there were some drivers that said, 
well, we could we could travel, but we might as well go to Huron because we have a shot at winning that extra money. So kind of a cool little marketing ploy. All right, first time winner over in Bemidji. Yeah, home of the chicken shack, fan of the show, buddy of mine, Gordon Hunter. First ever win in the mini stock division. Congratulations. I talked to him. He says, Ryan, I was literally shaking and emotional the last couple laps winning that race. It's cool to see that kind of passion. Congratulations, Gordon Hunter. Yeah, another first time winner out in South Dakota. At the Casino Speedway, Lindsey Hansen in the Midwest Mod, another fan of the show. He was close earlier this year, super close. I knew it was coming. Great to see him parking that 32 in Victory Lane. Bert, you got an announcement uh, Friday that your plans were broken due to weather. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, uh, Mississippi Thunder Speedway announced uh, uh, the makeup date for the Dirt Kings race that was supposed to be held last uh, last week. And uh, not only is it going to be night one night of racing, they're going to have two nights of racing October 21st and 22nd. And uh, it's a Friday, Saturday, 2,500 to win for late models on Friday, 10,000 to win on Saturday. Um, you might want to get the snowmobile suits out. Uh, it could be cold, <laughs> um, but uh, hopefully they have good weather. You know, I, leave, I mean, good weather for October 21st and 22nd, you know, not too cold. And uh, hopefully it's a successful event. Yeah, awesome. All right, a little tidbit out of Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada, Ryan, our friends north of the border. Well, the car counts are improving in some of their classes, right? Midwest Midwest Mods is incredible. I think they had like 40 of them this week, but they're they're right under 10 in the Super Stocks and in the Modifieds. But Cole Chernoski, uh, a guy that's been super good in the Midwest Mod, even better in the Super. He's 9 for 9 at the Thunder City Speedway in Thunder Bay. Here's the question. Is it time... They put a bounty on him, right? Start putting some extra money down. Get somebody to come up there and race against this cat and see if they can take some extra money home. I'd like to see that. So Rick Simpson, bounty. Cole Chernoski in the Super Thunder Bay. The original bounty on her track, right? The original bounty on her. Johnny Johnson, for those who don't know, Travis Budislavich's grandpa, that they called him the bounty on her because he went up to get the bounty on Tom Nesbitt. He came up to, on what, what Wednesday nights. Just like, are they doing Wednesdays or Thursdays? They are. Yeah. They are winners. so yep. yeah so um but yeah heard nothing but good things congrats to everyone up in thunder bay and glad you got racing back up there the old man keeps getting her done right <laughs> ron Mater's starting to piss me off right he won again he won again at the cedar lake speedway it's making me look at this going i just need to get a car again like this guy ain't raced barely in a decade and he's coming out and he's kind of whooping ass i asked jesse radetzky i'm like dude He's the all-time leader, right, in the super stocks. What are you going to do about that? He says, I already did it. I went over, shook his hand, told him, good job. I'm like, well, that's not a very competitive attitude. I wanted to hear something about him to go whoop his ass the rest of the year. But tell you what, Ron Mater, um, former national champ in the super stocks, the guy can wheel a car, and it shows that he's still got it. So congratulations, Ron Mater. Yeah, congratulations. That's awesome. All right, so let's take a look at our standings. Uh, you see it up here on the screen. Bert pulls back ahead. With 112 points, uh, you can see myself 111, Jeff 104, Ryan 98. Uh, you know, got a few picks here this week, and actually, after all the racing we've been doing, guys, let's kind of a slower week, but that's okay. It takes the pressure off. <laughs> Davenport, Port Royal, Port Royal, and of course, uh, the World of Outlaws Spring Cars. You know, continuing just this massive schedule. They're gonna head out west after this, but uh, two stops in North Dakota. Remember the 
the big win for Dottie Schatz last year at West Fargo home track. What was that? One of two wins, I think, last year. But um, so looking forward. I was at that Grand Forks race uh, a year ago. Um, not going to be able to make it this year, but uh, um, definitely a great place to watch sprint car racing. So kind of conclude the show here. What are we looking forward to most this week, Bert? Um, well, um, you know, I'm looking forward to, I mean, Channel Speedway has two weeks of points racing left and, uh, um, there's some, there's some battles yet. A lot of times we get to the end of the year and there's no, you know, no close races, but there's some close races. So should be a, a fun couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to see, uh, how Connor Walensky rebounds, uh, you know, um, and how that shakes out and, I also have a huge, huge announcement to make here. Ooh. Um, Ooh. <laughs> look at Ryan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> huge. Uh, <laughs> um, after around 25 years, it appears that I will be getting behind the wheel of a dirt go-kart again on Friday night and uh, racing a dirt go-kart. Oh, a celebrity oh, race? Video footage yeah, somebody <laughs> GoPro. Take that. GoPro, right here. <laughs> all right Bert, here's what i tell everybody if you ain't gonna win do something exciting so we can talk about it on the show. That's I, 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 I i just hope i'm not really really slow so we'll see how it goes <laughs> that's what they say in hockey when you got your shot and you're having a bad shift anyway just haul someone down and get a penalty at least you got a score sheet you can always show people someday look i played in that game i'm right here two minute penalty with two seconds to go <laughs> so hey Bert, is the wabam dirt king series in plymouth also uh yeah friday night uh dirt kings uh are racing in plymouth uh yeah uh, thanks for bringing that up Boca? Yeah, Grand Forks, like I said, watching those sprints slice and dice, that'll be great. Uh, catch that on Dirt Vision. And then, of course, I'll be able to, I'm assuming the NLRA or whatever, I mean, the Zoda Late Models will be there. So I'll be a two for one to get to watch them too. Um, that'll be excellent. How about you? Well, I'm looking forward to the structural buildings with Soda Late Model Challenge Series shows right there at home, Ogilvy and Granite City. Remember, there was some controversy at Granite City last year. But prior to that, the track was good. There was a couple good lanes of racing. So hopefully we can see some good action. We've seen high and low there. So looking forward to that. Of course, looking forward to Grand Forks. The World of Outlaw Sprint Cars at Grand Forks is incredible. Another one I want to mention here, though, the Big Sky Speedway out in Billings. They have the rescheduled Mark Reeker Memorial 2369 to win in Wasota Superstock action. So... I don't know if anybody's streaming that, but that's a lot of money on the line. I, I don't think anything's ever paid that good out west for the Supers. So it'll be interesting to see if a few more cars show up out there and who takes home the big prize. Awesome. All right, guys. Anything else? Invitational right. season is right around the corner, buddy. We'll talk more about that next week, but I'm, I'm fired up for invite time. I'm fired up for invite time, but I'm not fired up for invite season weather. So let's just hang on to the weather for a few more weeks here. All right. So find us all at Bert Lehman on Facebook, at Ryan Ayo on Facebook, at Racer Pook on Facebook. Like I said, if you just take five seconds right now on the business side of this, we need likes. We need, you know, some subscribers. If you just take five seconds right now, we'd really appreciate that. Kind of helps us on the business end of things. Um, want to thank all of our partners, as always, Dirt Track Supply, Brad Parsons Soil and Egg Solutions, Jay Schmidt Real Estate, Zuli's Race Engines, BuyRaceShirts.com, Impact Health Sharing, Blue Line Brews, Derby Central, 
Mason Aaron's videos. If you want to get all of us privately, the one to go show at gmail.com. Of course, Spotify, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, Rumble, and YouTube is where you can find us. For Ryan Ayo, for Bert Lehman, I am Puka. Get out there and be your dream, your tune to the one to go show. Production of Goat Sports Media, LLC.